1: family friends fans and foes it's time once again for never sleeps networks talking wrestling i'm your host casey corbin thank you for joining us today on this special corbin episode how are you doing how are you doing during this quarantine aka corbin are you uh keeping yourself well are you staying in are you social distancing are you doing what you're told uh we we're trying to flatten the curve together uh you know and uh, beat this thing but in the meantime and in between time it's time to talk wrestling and uh today folks I got a great guest for you uh but before we get to the guest uh you know what you got to do hit us up on all the social media. Let's do it right now. Come on, say it with me. Hit, hit us up on the Spotify. Can you do that? Talking Wrestling on Spotify. Give us a follow, put us in a list with all your other favorite podcasts. Uh, build us, help grow the show. That's what we want you to do. Hit us up on TNW Pod at the Twitter, at Twitter TN, or no, on Twitter at TNW Pod. Uh, on Instagram, we are talking wrestling podcast. We are talking wrestling on Facebook and uh, send us a Gmail with a question or any uh, any regard anything regarding the show at uh, talkingwrestling.gmail.com. Folks, uh, if you're on iTunes, rate, review, subscribe, give us a five star rating, favorable review. You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna send you a postcard from 1984 of a wrestler of your favorite uh, choosing. uh, If we read your, uh, you know, once we read your uh, your review online, Um, so we'll check the reviews next week. Maybe we'll have a review next week and uh, get a postcard out there. Uh, If you uh, did a review, send us a send us a heads up on the talking mail talking mail talking talking wrestling gmail uh let us know and then we can get that postcard to you folks uh that is it that is all our, the socials uh, you know what we're talking about and uh but now it is time to get to the talking wrestling and uh, today my guest is uh, all the way from ottawa canada uh that's where i'm from outside of ottawa originally and uh this gentleman uh, i've uh, known him for years uh he's been uh uh, a staple of the ottawa community as far as djs and vjs go uh is a uh a, 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 you know a staple in the uh, ottawa community i just said that anyways he's a good friend of mine from uh, rebel 101.7 uh we got cub carson on the show and uh cub we're gonna throw it to you right now folks with me right now uh i, w- I would like to say in studio but uh we would not be social distanced uh, in proper uh, proper social distancing uh, manners. Uh, I like to keep my social distancing at least one major city apart. Uh, I'm in <laughs> Toronto. My guest is in Ottawa. We've been kind enough to uh, call in on uh, on the Talking Wrestling Hotline, and uh, from Ottawa right now, I got legendary uh, radio DJ uh, from Rebel 101.7. Cub Carson's with me right now. Cub, how are you doing?
0: Doing good, man. Uh, thank you. I'm broadcasting right now from uh, the Prime Minister's cottage in Harrington Lake, Quebec. Uh, am I coming in clearly? It's so nice. It's a very limited, limited amount of people that are allowed in here, so I'm just glad to be part of that 1% today.
1: You must be house-sitting while he's out in Newfoundland still, I guess, maybe, at the yeah, uh, yeah. at the town <laughs> that nobody knew there? existed. Where?
0: <laughs> well, it's funny, because I-, I live like uh, normally about uh, five minutes away from his second home, so uh, I'd like to say that I rub shoulders with him as well, so...
1: Well, why not why not you know and i will just say this about trudeau i know he has his uh he has his people he has his uh critics and everything but uh you know i often uh give him a uh you know a good lack of leeway because we're the same age him and i and i think what would i do if i was running the country oh that's right i would fucking cry you know, like, so he's. I'd be,
0: I'd be in the bunker, man. I'd be in the defense bunker right now in the fetal position. Like, well, no, it's
1: not coming out. You would find me in the defense bunker, but it's more like my that's my new favorite place to smoke pot. You know, like, that's, <laughs> Trudeau would end up in the defense baker, and I would already be there, and half the beans would be gone. You're
0: hotboxing it already. I'm hotboxing the defense
1: baker. Of course, there's. The, the, who puts the bacon, Diefenbaker? I do. Oh my god! You know,
0: <laughs> that's the T-shirt right there, man. There's your catchline. <laughs> oh my
1: god! But but it's like he's the same age as me, and I can't even imagine me running the country. So for him to do it, and like, I don't think he's doing a, like a, a bad job. As a matter of fact, I think him and and, and I'm really impressed with Doug Ford actually, uh, yeah. and how well he's been handling it. Even wearing the Stone Cold shirt there recently <laughs> is the best you know
0: wrestling is everything right it, it's everything and, and just when you think you've got like you've got him pegged it's like oh he's a heel he's a heel oh swerve yeah by god it's more it's more that's why that's some Ford music <laughs> so, like <laughs> there he comes out with the t-shirt and the guns you know that's great you know if anything to kind of uh give it a distraction right and like being from quebec um the guy that we have running our province uh not a lot of people like him. But the way that he's handled uh, everything in that province, which has, like, one of the highest rates, I think, of COVID-19 in the country, yeah. um, everyone, his, his approval ratings are through the roof. And, and I, even begrudgingly, I don't support the guy because he's got some really way-out-there uh, uh, theories and stuff, but he's been doing a great job. And uh, where we where I am in Ottawa, it, it's, it's literally a ghost town. And, I mean, it's, you know, the government is the, yeah. the main employer here, so it's kind of a little easier. But uh, I, I just, I know for myself, I look forward to, certain nights of the week to begin with but i really look forward to them now because it does offer you uh, an escape right
1: yeah yeah it, it definitely does indeed and um you know and it's just uh i think a lot of politicians are also realizing that um their re-election campaigns is is this is it right now oh yeah, because yeah. this is an
0: election year. Up, if they're not seen and noticed, then uh, uh, pe- people, people have short uh, memories. But this is, I think, something that will uh, uh, linger for a while if uh, someone makes the wrong move. right?
1: Yeah, and I like that Doug Ford has brought out, like, Easter weekend. He called up Wayne Gretzky, and he had Wayne Gretzky do a video for him. And uh, <laughs> I was like, do what you got to do, Doug. You know, like, I know, uh, you know, like, down here in Toronto, Doug Ford is absolutely despised. Um, but but I know uh, up in the Yolo Valley, uh, he's not so despised. Uh, no, no, there's some
0: pockets. Yeah, there's some pockets, and I mean, I, I think I liked it better when I didn't know everybody's uh, political leanings until you know, like the week of the election when they used to put signs up.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: now, now it's like, oh gosh, you know, like he, like I just had a conversation with a, a friend of mine. Uh, on the way here, actually, I just check in on him because uh, he's a very social person, we'll say, and he's used to having a lot of people around. So I just check up on the kid, make sure he's all right, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and he's he's going on about the the QAnon stuff and the MAGA stuff, and 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 like I'm like, dude, like he he's going off about the media, and I'm like, I'm listen, man, I'm in the media, and I've never been invited to one of these right wing. Or leftist liberal <laughs> conspiracy theories things, and he goes, yeah, yeah, but you just you just listen to the media too much. I go, what are you what are you watching on the TV right now? He goes, Fox News. I'm like, there you go. You know, like this <laughs> thing <laughs> 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 but but at the end of the day, it's like, okay, I understand, I see, what well, you know, what you're seeing, but at the same time too, I, I don't want to tell my, my 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 very good friend that I think that he's
2: crazy. Oh yeah.
0: This is yeah. What it is now,
1: right? Conspiracies are fun, um, but that's where I like, you know, like to leave them in the. I enjoy them and I think they're fun. However, I don't want to believe in any of the conspiracies that are going along with what's going on right now. Uh, no. I like to believe a conspiracy that doesn't affect right now, like JFK. That's a conspiracy I can wrap my head around.
0: Yeah, because yeah, because it's not not dealing with everything that's happening right now. It's like you can kind of leave that for a bit. And go. Oh, okay, all right. Let's dive into this for a while.
1: Yeah, and then you realize that that was the first time that America probably lied to their public, and it's leading everything right up to now. You know, but uh, I don't know that for sure. But it's yeah. just, uh, it's just a. I always like conspiracies. I create wrestling conspiracies all the time. I have. What, what's your
0: favorite uh, wrestling conspiracy then? What, what's the favorite one?
1: Oh, that that Bret Hart is in on the screw job. <laughs>
0: Because the dark side of the ring really no 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 even... no not because so the dark side I of the ring there like...
1: there's 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 more evidence than I have that just than Scott Hall talking about it Scott Hall wasn't even there he so whatever unless he was on the phone with Shawn Michaels which could have happened he yeah. he wasn't there so he doesn't know but I honestly believe that um, there are many things in, in that happened that just lead that question like why would Brett let that happen. And, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and and the thing is, is let's, okay, let's look at it this way. If Brett, okay, like, there's just so many questions, right? Like, like okay, like, for example, uh, when Brett left, um, there was a 90-day clause, so he couldn't get to Nitro right away. He had to wait 90 right. days. It's just three months. So it took him forever to get there, which sucked. But it's just like, when you look at the plan, okay, so let's say, okay, like, It's just like everything came out perfect for WWE and everything came out well for Bret Hart except when Bret Hart got to WCW, uh, they didn't know how to use – well, number one, they might not have – known. they always say they didn't know how to use him. I think they did know how to use him. I just think they got him so they could sit him because he was such an asset to the WWE. He was like their main guy. They're like, well, if we get, if we can take Bret Hart away from them, that'll hurt them. But we don't need him; we got all these guys. It's much like. Yeah. Uh, but you would
0: have thought that within three months they would have come up with a uh, so- uh, some something idea. You should like, have bring uh, him and
1: he, in and put him up against Hogan right away. So like. No, to me, no. Let's make him a referee to
0: match in his first uh, appearance in WCW. Exactly. I would be honored to be the referee. I'm like, who in the who in God's name has ever said I'd be honored to be the referee? I don't. I don't know anybody. Yeah, be I would he's love to be. In, the
1: yeah, maybe Ken Shamrock in WrestleMania 13 said it, but aside <laughs> from that, I don't see anybody. <laughs> wow, that, that's
0: a reach, man. You're going back. <laughs> well, he's
1: look at he in that match is him and Stone Cold and Brat and Stone Cold. I'm like, it would be an honor to referee that match. Uh, yeah. It's his first WrestleMania. It's his first match. I'm like, that's a good one to be a part of. The way I look at it, but so the way I look at it is. Everything that came out, like, rosy. Like, the thing that happened that, that made it impossible, like, like was if Owen didn't pass away, that fucked up everything. Um Because, you know, Brett didn't... Like, if Brett would have just did his three years, he would have came back. And all of a sudden, you have him coming back. And Mr. McMahon is ripe and, and going perfectly. So, it's a ripe, you know... Like, when he came back seven years later, there was a match between him and Vince McMahon at WrestleMania. I'm like, why? Why now? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, why at all? Yeah. Like, this is so done. And the reason, I believe, is because they planned it to happen three years after the screw job. Because it's like, look at, like, so, like, okay, for example, who, like, you, Bret Hart was the guy that suggested bringing in Stone Cold Steve Austin, Bret Hart was the guy that wanted to work with Stone Cold Steve Austin. He wasn't even Stone Cold Steve Austin, he was just Steve Austin. And then yeah. in WrestleMania 13, Bret Hart made Stone Cold Steve Austin in WrestleMania. Because
0: well, some some people might say that that he actually made him at the In Your House Calgary pay-per-view.
1: Well, that,
0: that that's when the fans started, I think, even though they were even in Calgary, but I think that's when the the, the WWF fans at the time uh, started to to kind of cheer, for for the bad guy.
1: Yes, well that's yeah, true. But I believe that um, Brett is also the seed of the Attitude Era. I believe that the Attitude Era seed uh, was the night that Brett showed up after his layoff, and it's you you might remember it was like a blue cage, and Brett went in the ring and he cut a promo on Vince McMahon. Yeah. And at this time, Vince McMahon was not referred to as the owner. He was just the commentator. But this is the first time that Brett, like, you're the one, like, made him out to be the owner. And, uh, and Brett swore in the ring. And, uh, this was very uncharacter of Brett. But, uh, it was also the start of the heel, Brett. But I do believe that seed planted the, uh, the, the attitude era. Now, with the Stone Cold match, um, there was no blood. Was supposed to be planned. Stone Cold would yeah, have passed. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So Stone Cold would have passed out to a sharpshooter. That's not going to put him over. That's going to make him look lame. It's a leg lock, and you passed out of pain. Get out of wrestling. But the fact that he bled out is totally different. The fact yeah, that he bled he, out, he, he doesn't have control over it. It's just happened. Yeah, I caught
0: it the iconic photo in the video as well too where he's where his face is a crimson mask dude he was and, a t-shirt and, and, he's, and he's, he, you could see the anguish i mean he was selling the hell out of that, that- and, and and i and i bet you yeah you know what you're you're bringing me around to the fact that yeah yeah cuz i knowing brett as as his background was he, he was always one to try to get someone over right like Yeah, he, he he understood the it wasn't necessarily always about brett hart what was best for brett hart yeah. But he had such a love and respect for the for the for the industry that yeah, I can totally see him doing something like that to put someone over rather than HBK. But uh, the fact that you you never hear Shawn Michaels talk about this, yeah, uh, I think I think you're probably right because Sean is Sean can't um, he doesn't have the poker face. I find I find that you can read him pretty well. Yeah. And, 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 I mean, and uh, maybe because of his, his born-again uh, Christianity and everything like that, uh, you, you can actually see him, you can read him more. But I don't think he was as great uh, um, uh, an actor to be able to hold up something like this. So maybe he knew, but maybe he only knew a little bit about it. Well, you know, maybe he was well, being pulled along by, by Vince and, 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 and Brett in this.
1: Well, look, at this is the way I look at it. Uh, you know, a lot of people worked on the atomic bomb, but they didn't know what they were working on. Everybody okay, has okay. their everybody has their assignment. so Sean and and, and, and and HBK and and Hunter were probably led to believe that they did the screw job because that's the way it would have played out. Only two people would know this would know if this was true or not, and it would be Vince and Brett and well, I
0: thought Vince Russo would
1: have known. <laughs> no Vince Russo. and he doesn't know shit. <laughs> you look at that brawl for all uh, Dark Side oh of the Ring was god. so great. So great. Oh
0: my god. His his reaction was, was was almost psychotic because it was just to get even with JBL and, and and I think for all even even smart marks out there don't realize just how deep some of the, 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 the rivalries and the hatred uh, amongst the, the their, their own peers can can totally like totally hijack an entire organization
1: yeah oh yeah yeah one hundred percent like it's just like it's ridiculous and you realize all the people he hurt in that match in that in that oh. whole tournament, and you know it's just so sad for for Hardy, I mean not hardy uh or a uh, bark gun or billy gun, but bark yeah, gun yeah. you Bart know billy. it's just like oh you're gonna knock you're gonna knock out doctor death, you're gonna and then he gets punished for it and then he gets awarded a WrestleMania match for it, but at the same time, he gets punished for it, and we've never heard of him since. Like,
2: until that, and I
0: didn't even recognize him. When I saw him on that episode a couple of weeks ago, um, I didn't even recognize him at all. He did not look anything... Like I remember him looking in, in, in when he was having his glory days with the, the with Bart and Billy Gunn.
1: Oh, I thought you were talking about Butterbean. <laughs> oh
0: wow! <laughs> I thought wow.
2: It was like Ooh, there, was, I, a whole, I,
0: there I, was a whole lot of uh, physical inactivity going on in that episode, in particular, when you are catching up to a lot of the
1: people. Yeah, I would still tell you, uh, uh, Butterbean. Uh, you know, he looks like he was in the backwoods in Georgia, and wow. uh, and it looks like like oh my god it. Yeah, he uh, he did not look like, you know, like, he was never a model to begin with. No, but um, no, I would never say this to his face. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> good,
0: good, good strategy, Casey. Very good. Yeah. I met him. <laughs> I'm going to write that down. Don't make fun of Butterbean to his face.
1: I, uh, I met him, and you'll never guess where I met him. I met him uh, the night after the screw job in Ottawa at Monday Night Raw. Uh, they were about like I was on the floor, and they were about to go to air, and I said to my buddy, I was like, I think that's Butterbean, and he's like, and he he goes, why would Butterbean be here? I'm like, I don't know, I don't know, but I swear that's Butterbean. So I I make my way over towards him. (laughs) He's sitting ringside, and I said, uh, and I say, uh, I said, Eric, and he turned around. I was like, oh my, and I said, oh my God, it, it is you, Butterbean and he was like yeah and i was like <laughs> and i was like oh shit i'm like guys it's butterbean and then the, my buddy my, my crew come over and there's four of us and we start talking to him about boxing cuz like at, back then we were in high school and we watched all of his four round fights like, oh, like yeah, he yeah, was yeah. such a king, the king of the four rounders and he was such a like knocked out so many guys and like uh he goes he goes, he, he said to me he goes you know who i am And I was like, uh, yeah." I was like, "You were on the Tonight Show on Friday," (laughs) and he goes, (laughs) and then then he goes, "You get the Tonight Show up here?" And then, oh my god! Well, he's the guy has never been outside of like America, so he's like in a new country, and he probably hasn't seen very much, or he doesn't know anything about Canada, but he just knows he's in a different country, and everything looks the same, but probably isn't. So. I said, I said, yeah, no, we get your fights up here. Everybody is well aware who you are. Uh, you're, you're Eric Ash. You're Butterbean. You're the king of the four rounders, you know. And he was like pretty happy about it. So then we asked to get a picture, and uh, I put my hand on his back, and it was oh. just solid, like just a solid. Yeah, well,
0: he looks like that too. Yeah, he looks like just a brick shithouse,
1: right? Yeah, and uh, and there, it's a good picture of us. So I have a good, good picture of us. I'm going to put it up for. The Dark Side of the Ring, uh, in tribute to that, as well as I got a picture with Doctor Death. So, oh,
0: very cool. There, that's kind of rare. You know, like I mean, I not a lot of people know his background and everything, but I remember reading about him in Pro Wrestling Illustrated when oh, I was a kid uh, yeah. when he was with the uh, Universal Wrestling
1: Federation. Oh, are you talking about? Are you talking about the uh, Centerfold and the yellow tights and he has the yes. trophy and the hair in the wind?
0: <laughs> he was so hairy, my god!
1: He had a great mullet. <laughs> He looked like he could. Oh, he looked like he could sing in Alabama. He looked so good. He looked
0: like he could. He looked like he could take a cow down with a headlock. You know, like he just, just a massive like. Uh, that's that's like the pre-exquisite uh, chiseled uh, physique era of pro wrestling. Oh you know? yeah. You looking at a couple of guys it's like they take a couple of shots to the to the midsection and it's still wobbling for a while. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh. It's uh,
1: It's uh, Yeah. Steve, and like I was always a big Doctor Death fan even in. Later at WCW years when he was part of Varsity Club, I like right. that as well. So they finally brought him in at WWE, and I'm very happy about it. And then the whole this all happened, and it totally wrecked it. But he was with uh, – I was at WCW Mayhem in Toronto that night, and he was just walking – he wasn't even on the card. He was just walking around the, uh, the concourse. And it was a match going on, and I took a walk myself, and I was like – Oh, there's that hot chick from off the record. Didn't know who she was because uh, Trish Stratus <laughs> hadn't started wrestling yet, but that's who it was. Yeah. And uh, and then all of a sudden I see Dr. Dad. I'm like, oh my God, uh, Steve Williams, can I get your autograph or your picture? So got a picture with him and it turned out. And, uh, you know, those were the days where you took a picture with a celebrity and you prayed that it turned out good. Cause oh, you,
0: God, yeah, because you didn't have a chance to check it out on the phone. Like, oh, we'll delete that and we'll do another one, right? Yeah,
1: all you had is a disposable. And, you know, like... I got a picture of Gord Downey. It never fucking turned up, and oh. uh, I'm very upset about it to this day. So
0: you know, I found, I found a box of uh, of old DVDs and stuff uh, the other day, and then I found a, an envelope as well. But in the DVDs, I got the the box set of Hell in a Cell. Oh yeah, uh, I think it was like four uh, four DVDs on that one. And I also found the uh, complete uh, Starcade WCW Starcade. Oh wow, collection as well. And then underneath that, I found this uh, envelope, and I opened it up and. This was years and years and years ago uh, when I was working evenings at the Bear in Ottawa, and um, I got a chance to get into a WWE ring with Tim Baines of the Ottawa Sun. He used to write the wrestling column. Yeah, there, right. Yeah. And we uh, did we did a, we did a uh, an arm wrestling challenge, and uh, and I I, I I I've been doing this for a while, and I've been lucky enough to to, to, to be a part of some really cool things. But just for the like the fanboy in me, getting to step. Into a WWE ring, yeah, was one of the biggest, and and it's it's a great picture. It's a professional photo. It was from the Ottawa Senators. You know, it's like, oh, here's the souvenir. I had no idea they were taking it, and, uh, and I could tell I was really young because I had no tattoos at the time. But <laughs> uh, like, I, I went in, and, and I, I I mean, I figured if this is my only shot, and it was my only shot to ever get into a, a, a WWE ring, uh, I'm going to make the most out of it. So I walked up there, uh, trying to imitate my my favorite wrestler of all time, Nature Boy Ric Flair. And uh, I wiped my feet uh, before I got into the ring.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, respect. <laughs> I
0: stepped through the middle middle ropes. I did a, a wiggle, a shimmy as well, so I threw a little uh, diva action in there too. Uh, <laughs> you, I, I played up being the heel as much as I as, as I possibly could, and it ended up with um, – I, 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 I lost because I, I, I let Tim kind of throw me with the arm, and I, I sold it and everything like that. But I went to kick the ropes. And after I kicked the ropes, I realized that I will never do that again. It Those hurt? are – it hurt like a son of a bitch, man. I had a big blue purple uh, uh, bruise right on, right, right where you'd kick a football kind of thing, right on.
2: Yeah, like, well,
1: they're mass- They're like elevator cables.
0: Exactly, exactly. The, the 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 mat itself, somewhat soft, but you could totally tell, uh, you know, how how someone could get hurt, uh, you know, if they don't know exactly what they're doing. Because, uh, yeah, it's it, but the thrill, uh, it, it's such it's such a charge. I can totally understand why so many pro wrestlers stay in the industry for so long because it, it, it's that it's lifestyle and it's that rush that you get. Like, and, and not having that real fan like, pushback, yeah. that you're doing, this has got to be one of the toughest things that any of those athletes have ever done in their lives because you were li- literally selling the drama without getting the instant payback on it.
1: Exactly. It's, it's, it's the exact same as stand-up. It's the exact same thing. Like, even five people in an audience is better than none. Yeah. Like, you might not think that, but I'm telling you, you look at the difference between a WWE uh, recording with no audience and mm-hmm. AEW, what they're doing with no audience and how they get their wrestlers out there. And even those wrestlers make a difference. You you hear the ooze and you hear the, oh, they react yes. to what yes. the match is going on with and that sort of helps. Like, the idea of, Wrestlers coming out and gambling when they're not wrestling on the matches—that's a funny fucking thing. Like that's a that's a funny thing to do. A good way to explain it, you know. Uh, I just think AEW—they saw what WWE did when they first did it, and yep. then they had a week to figure things out how they're going to do it, and they've done everything right. They've they, blo- they you know they they block taped everything that they've taped is all like the whole next month is already taped. Yeah, they're, uh, they're good. They're they're set you up. Know, yeah, they did really really well. So. Yeah, and uh, you know they have, they're very smart. I think they use, um, I think they use up whatever they can. Like, uh, yeah, like I noticed uh, there was at like, like um, watching one AEW show, I noticed that uh, like astroturf underneath the the. I saw the matting sort of separate, and I saw astroturf, right. and then I realized, holy fuck, they're in the Jacksonville Jaguar Fieldhouse.
0: It finally hit me last night watching the uh, the match between uh, Moxley and, uh, and hagger and and uh, it, I thought about it a couple of episodes ago. I was like, aren't they filming this in Jacksonville? And then when they pan back, it's true. You can see the the concourse, and it's like, okay, that's an outdoor stadium. It's like I'm I'm seeing mist coming off of their mouth when they're talking. You know? Yeah, like, like they're 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 actually. So thank you for confirming it because I I had my 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 feelings that. They were recording this at the Jacksonville Football Stadium. So yeah, it totally makes sense, Tony Khan. So yeah, it totally makes sense, and yeah, it's, it's Florida, so it's deemed essential. You know, <laughs> well,
1: they're not deemed essential. <laughs> that's oh, really? the thing. No, that's the thing. Is only WWE is deemed essential.
0: Wow, $2 but, million dollars can buy you a lot nowadays. Well,
1: huh? it's it's much more than that. It, it's uh, the people are upset because uh, basically uh, the McMahons just bullied the governor to letting yep. them stay open uh they i guess linda mcmahon controls the super PAC vote in florida and uh and it's an election year as we already said and um if they don't financially support the governor that's already in there you know they they basically said look it we're gonna you know you can you can deem us essential or we're gonna just pull all the money out of your campaign you know and, yeah, and that well. they,
0: so they donate. They donate that money. They donate it to uh, DeSantis, and then you get the news yesterday that like close to twenty employees are, are let go. It, I I'm kind of on the fence with all this because if people are just waking up now, thinking the fact that Vince McMahon is kind of a deplorable, I don't know where the fuck people have been for the last uh, thirty, forty,
1: fifty years. Because, no, no. He's... Like
0: I mean, he, he, it's not a sunshine lollipops industry, right? Like I mean, you you got you. There's a reason why he's the boss. Yeah, and, he's and, an and asshole. I mean, he's, he's, exactly. And people are afraid of him because he he owns so much and controls so much. So that's why I'm glad that AEW um, had an opportunity to kind of sit back, watch what was going on there. And, and I think what really helps them as well is that they're not all clouded at the top with all the, the, the sycophants, right? Yeah like the John Laurinaitis and the uh, you know Terry Taylor's I don't know if he's still there anymore but up until recently the Kurt Angles you know all yeah. the all the 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 stuff at the top there's more of a direct line between say Cody Rhodes and and Tony Khan than there is between say I don't know um Seth uh, Rollins and Vince McMahon you know
1: Well I think it the two a big difference between the two is Tony Khan is a, like a genuine fan of yeah. wrestling as is Vince McMahon but the thing is is um you know like the cons are successful sports franchise owners as well you know like they own they own a football team and a football team you know like uh depending on what continent you are um but they uh you know like so so they you know they're they're tremendously successful people and they're you know and it's it's not hard to run a wrestling company when you already have already these great models of other wrestling companies to base it on and when i watch aew i feel like it it has a feeling of wcw to it like a of, of nitro uh yeah. feeling to it as opposed to raw i just think it's it's grayer um, than flat than very colorful and uh and i just think chris jericho is the best wrestler in the world uh even today like he is like without aew I don't think they would be as successful as they are because Chris Jericho is aew
0: yeah they, they, they needed someone and and I'm 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 not convinced that moxley is the right guy right now um, I I really think they could have gotten more out of it if they let Jericho run with it because he's so good at, at what he does and but but it, it's it's been difficult for him to kind of maintain that straight face because I remember when the uh, the, the, the 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 Judas thing was was really taking off after yeah. the rock wrestling cruise and i had a friend who was on that cruise as well too and he says it was absolutely insane you know but then it was like a challenge every single uh, uh, dynamite there would be you know the fans in each, each individual city would try to one-up them then there was that one episode where everyone was singing and you could see him trying not to to laugh you know, because you could see he was loving the whole thing, right? Like of oh, course. Is but he's the heel, right? But but like he's so quick, he could turn it around, saying we sang it better. You know, like I mean, it's just everyone's waiting for him to take that swing, and every time he takes that swing, it's consistent. He's hitting dingers, man. Like every single time. I I think the key to longevity in this industry is being able to kind of um, uh, re respawn yourself, really.
2: reinvent yourself. And, yeah. And,
0: yeah, and and there's and they're honestly. There are a few that have done quite well with it, but I don't think there's anyone as quite as consistent for so long as Chris Jericho has done. And for a guy that started off as a mid-carder in, in, in WCW, where they didn't know what to do with him, the Lionheart phase, yeah. he, he, you, know, you see the stuff that he came up with. Be the Jericho personal security, you know, like I mean, all these little things have yeah. led to where he is right now. And I think he now has that that hindsight that he knows. He knows what works and what doesn't work. And I think that's the, 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 the reason why so many people, regardless of what the ratings may have been recently, but it's a different different world right now, but so many people are starting to, to kind of like flock over to AEW because he gives them legitimacy. Yeah. And you know that the people that he's working with have a lot um, of input in, in the product. And it's very similar to, to my industry. Um, we're basically told, just like, for the most part, shut up and play the music. Mm-hmm. But... I work somewhere where we actually have music meetings, and we talk about songs. And not only do we talk about songs, we like our the people that make the decisions listen to what we say. And for someone like for someone who's been in it as long as I have and has worked for a lot of different companies, it's very rare. So yeah. I totally understand why so many people like. I mean, all the guys that were let go yesterday, I don't think they're all going to land in AEW, and they shouldn't. Oh because, no,
2: no, no! But, only a couple but of them. you can ways, pick no. and
0: choose the, the best ones. And I guarantee you, I cannot wait for that first match between the Young Bucks and, and, and Dash Wilder and Scott Dawson. I cannot wait for that.
2: We've, like, been, I, we've that, been waiting for that, it forever.
0: That is my dream match right now. My, my ultimate dream match right now are those two tag teams. Because once they get in that ring together, and, and there have been so many like four or five-star matches so far in just a few months of their existence. I don't know, man. It, it's like you said. They presented better um, in the fact that it's it's an alternative to what the WWE is doing. Uh, I still, I'm not surprised that Vince hasn't decided to pack these the stands with all the you know, all the wrestlers that are just hanging around all the time uh, because he doesn't want to make it look like he's, he's you know following what AEW is doing because, yeah. oh, that'd be the wrong thing. That's good shit, but we're not doing it. Uh, but I, I like it because it is an alternative, and there is an ebb and flow, and now there's kind of like... With everything that he's forcing his wrestlers to do in Florida right now, it's not going to end well for him professionally, I don't think. I think you're going to see a real mass exodus of, of talent after well, all this dud saying, fuck you, I'm done, I'm out. You know? Yeah,
1: because the, the 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 worst part of it all is the fact that he's like making the people travel from their houses to Florida to tape, yeah. to go back home, to come back, to tape. Like It's not like if he had a hotel where he could put them all up while they were taping, and just do... I don't know why he's against bulk taping. He's done it. Yep. Superstars used to tape five episodes a, a show when they, you know, I remember seeing superstars back at the old Ottawa Civic Center. I went to two tapings. It was like five hours. Uh, you know, the next five weeks, I would watch wrestling. I would know everything that was happening. Like um, I, I
0: was there. I was there. You got TV right there. I'm right oh, there. Yeah. <laughs> i still,
1: I still, I still say that. Like, because Epic, like, the, the first one I went to, uh, one of the greatest moments in wrestling history, as far as I'm concerned, ever happened. Uh, Ric Flair made his WWE debut at the Ottawa Civic Center, and he came into the ring. He, came, he didn't even make it to the ring. He walked in, he saw Piper, he walked over, and he slapped Piper in the head with the belt, and uh, carnage uh, ensued. And, uh <laughs> And eventually, Piper hit McMahon with a chair in the back, which meant uh, Vince's first ever bump was in the Ottawa Civic Center. And Ric Flair's amazing. debut was in the Ottawa Civic Center. And when I go to a 67 game on Sunday, on a Sunday that I'm off in in, in Ottawa, uh, I sit there and I think, I was there for Ric Flair. I was there for this match. And then I think of all the concerts I've seen in that freaking venue Oh my god. And, uh, I saw two
0: people having sex in general admission at a cult concert.
1: You, who, who was
0: having sex? In there, there was a couple having sex in general admission at a concert for the cult. It was the ceremonial stomp tour. I think it was like 1990. I was like 16 years old. Yeah. And uh, I'll tell you, that was an eye opening experience for a 16 year old boy. I'll tell you. Right oh.
2: Yeah. Well, they're <laughs> going right at it. I was,
1: my first concert, I was 14. It was David Lee Roth and Poison. And oh my god. Uh, I was in the last row, and the smell. I remember taking my shirt and putting it above my nose because I didn't want to get stoned.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll help. You you were masking before it was hip to do. <laughs> exactly,
1: and I and uh, yeah, and then I was there for the Brian Adams concert during the meningitis scare, and everybody was in masks. Oh so, my god! Uh, it was crazy. But you know, speaking of music and wrestling, um, yes. Yeah. One, okay, one thing I love about Rebel is uh, is when I go to Ottawa, now I'm usually, because I've been, like, I lived in Ottawa for, I grew up in Iron Pryor, and then I moved yeah, to Ottawa, yeah. lived in Ottawa for 10 years, and then I moved to Toronto. But um, the whole time I was there, I was always a, a Shea and a Bear guy, uh, and 54 Rock, but then the Bear, and then, and then, and then, but when I go back, I always listen to Rebel, because one time I was going to the boat show, and we put it on Rebel, and you yeah. guys played Judas. And I yes. was so excited because I was, I tweeted, I took a picture and I tweeted it at Chris Jericho. And I was like, it's great to see Judas getting regular play on real FM stations. Yeah, and, not
0: only do we play Judas all a lot, we, we also play Nowhere to Run, which oh, I, I find is even better. Nowhere lot. to Run. Like, the whole it, it,
1: the Judas album is great. Like, oh God, I, I was not on the fence with Fozzie for their first four albums. And then right. they did a song. With uh, Michael Starr from Steel Panther, who I fucking love, and uh, and they it called tonight, and that song won me over. Jericho and him doing a duet, and then when Judas came out, I'm like, well, that's a good song. And then like, you know, so one by one, each, all of a sudden he's releasing videos and everything, and they're all like good songs. And then uh, they came through on a tour, and they actually played Iron Prior. Yeah,
0: played
1: the St. John's pub, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I had tickets to see them in Toronto and then my buddy called me up, he goes, Are you not coming to Iron Prior? And I'm like, Well, I'm I'm going I like I'm going to Survivor Series in LA and then I'm coming back to see them in Toronto. That's fine. And he goes he goes he goes, Yeah, but I said I'm going VIP in Toronto and he goes, Yeah, but in Iron Prior you are a VIP and I'm like <laughs> Yeah, that's right. It's, I'm that's right. I sell out that venue. So, um, That's
0: right, Daisy Corbin and Wes from Wes and Chips are the biggest <laughs> celebrities that come out of Arm Prior.
1: That's what I say all the time.
0: <laughs> See, my family's from Arm
1: Oh, my God. I say yeah. that all the time. I say, I say, I always say the biggest thing I have to compete with in Arm Pryor is a chip wagon. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and I'm it's like, it's so good, I'm, dude. It's so good. And it's I know, so and I'm like, it's because of JJ. Every year he has to go there, fucking freeload a fucking fry box every yeah. March, every time they <laughs> open. He's always out there.
2: He so knows,
1: he knows where his bread is buttered for sure. Exactly, what. exactly, and so you know, and like I used to, uh, I grew up with uh, my dad was always friends with Mark Papasak from Y one hundred and one, and love Yeah, I worked
0: for him actually. I, I I produced his morning show. I was the backup producer whenever Ian Clark, his regular producer, was on holidays.
1: Well, he was the master of getting everything for free. <laughs> oh, such, <laughs> he would be like such a pro. He would walk yeah. up. He would smooth talk to him. Like I would, I would be like be with him because like. He was my dad's buddy, but to me, he was like a star, and he was just the coolest guy ever. And he would just say, uh, "Why don't you throw me a couple of freebies, and uh, I'll drop your name on the radio this week." And then they'd be like, "No problem, Mark." He was like, "Sounds great," yep. you know. And he, everything need, was man. everything was free with Pappy, and it was so fucking great. But anyways, man,
0: what, when I worked with him, we we had the best staff parties, and uh, and I mean, I, I I remember I spent one um, one Octoberfest with uh, Mark up in Ladysmith, Quebec, which was <laughs> He hosted it every single year, and my God, what a shit show that was! You're drinking schnapps in the back of a truck, you know, like you're oh, dancing yeah. on concrete floor. It's just the best time,
1: Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> there were times where uh, we would he, he would he he, would, he was part of our hunt camp. So uh, you'd never say he went hunting. He would always take two weeks off in November. And, uh,
2: yeah, <laughs> never, he, he would,
1: he, at one time, I think one time one of his uh, radio partners said, have good luck at the hunt camp. And he was like, Oh, don't say that listeners, not all oh, the yeah. listeners like it. So, you know, so anyways, but, uh, we would go into Renfrew and, uh, and by the, my brother would, he'd get my brother drunk and, uh, cause my brother <laughs> would be like 17 and oh he's drinking. And then I was like 15 and I'd have to drive the car back from Renfrew to Calabogie, uh, you know. And at 15 years old, but I could drive at 15, not a big of deal. Of course, but, yeah. But, you a know, lot of 15-year-olds can drive. Know. That's not a problem.
0: Really. And I would, it's and really I, just suggestions. So. Yeah,
1: exactly. And uh, yeah. it's just a matter of you know doing it. Like I would drive around the cottage road, but never around the, the regular roads. But I could, and I would. Anyways, Judas on the radio was awesome. And they played uh, Iron Pryor. And I went to the Iron Pryor show, and I went to the Toronto show. And uh, both shows, you did the meet and greets. Uh, it was great, but when I met Jericho the first night, I was nervous and I tried to tell him, like, while some guys say they're the best in the world, uh, you actually are because everything you do, you're the best at. Like, you put out a book, it goes number one. You put out an album, it goes number one. You put out, uh, you know, you put out uh, a web series, it's funny. You know, like, there's not anything the guy can't do. His podcast is great. Like, uh, everything he does uh, to me is, is fantastic. And he has the, like, I wish I was friends with Paul Stanley, you know, like,
0: <laughs> but when, yeah, but, I guess, I guess when you, when you've had a little bit of success in that uh, avenue as well too, because for a lot of people to be like, Oh, okay. A wrestler is putting out an album. Oh, okay. All right. You know, and then they think it's some kind of like clown show, but then you, you listen to it. You're like, wow, well that opens up doors, right? Next thing you know, you're, you're in rooms and you've got the rock star angle already because you're a pro wrestler and everyone yeah. knows who you are. But then you've got that credibility as a musician as well because you know not only are you making music, but you're selling music, which is such
1: a hard thing to do these days. And he has a lot of musical friends that he gets respect from. So it's like, because like, uh, my buddy asked me, he's like, my buddy was going to see Iron Maiden in LA. And he's like, I'm going to see Iron Maiden. Fozzie's opening up for him. He goes, he goes should, I, should I show up? I'm like, yes. I was like, go see Fozzie. I'm like, it's the only band that's opening up for Iron Maiden that doesn't have... Like they don't have opening bands. If they have an opening band, it's because one of their band's members' sons are in a band, and they let them open up. Like they, you know, they're Iron Maiden. They don't need they don't need an opener. They just fucking come out and play three hours, you know. So yeah,
0: I don't think people are usually going to an Iron Maiden show just to see the the opening uh, act. But in this case, yeah, man, I'd be telling everybody as well too. Oh wait, you, like uh, Fozzy's. You got to go see that show.
1: You got to see it. I know, and they do. He puts on a great show, and he's music and they got like Rich Ward. Is an amazing guitarist, and uh, and 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 so yeah, I'm a big I'm a big Fozzy fan, and not only that, they the I bought the rock T-shirt um, from the tour that they did to their Canadian tour because it has all the Canadian dates on it. It's like it's like Halifax, uh, St. John's, uh, you know Montreal, Quebec, uh, Toronto, Iron Pryor, Winnipeg, yeah. <laughs> uh, like. This is the only – I have over 100 rock concert shirts. And, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I have 80 of them are Van Halen. But uh, I have all these rock concert shirts. I collect them as well as wear them. And uh, I only have one that has Iron Pryor
0: it- uh, listed on the back. <laughs> and that's the favorite. I got a, uh, I got a Motley Crue uh, Saints of Los Angeles tour T-shirt, and I got it just because it was the only one that I have that says Kanata on the, uh, on the back part.
1: I love it. I
2: love Every it. Every
0: other shirt I ever got was like always Ottawa, Ottawa, Ottawa. But for some reason, they, they decided to call it Canada, Ontario. But back, back to Jericho for a second. Uh, not only can, can he do all that kind of stuff, but I am absolutely loving uh, what he's doing with uh, narrating the, uh, the new season of uh, Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, I was blown away when I found out recently that the guys were from uh, Dartmouth. I lived in Dartmouth for like six weeks when I first moved out to Halifax for a while, and I loved it there. So for me, it was kind of like, that, that's awesome. And, and listen to the way he tells the story. It's just like
1: what he does in the ring. It's just so effortless for him, right? Yes. And he, yeah, he does. I was just going to say that. He's doing a great job narrating the stories. Uh, you know, like last, the last one I saw was Superfly Snooka, uh, yeah. which is crazy. I met him one time in Arm Prior. He was wrestling a show in Arm Prior. And, uh, I met him there, and I was pretty sure he was coked up. But aside well, from is, that,
0: apparently that was his thing for years and years and years, right? So, oh I mean, yeah, you you've got to be on coke if you're jumping off the, the, the top of steel cage at Madison Square Garden, like never been done before, right?
1: Exactly. Well, that, that you know, like no fear. That's yeah, that's cocaine. Um, yeah, right. You know, what <laughs> I mean? like is like, he an asshole? Yeah, that's cocaine. Yeah, you know? exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's like I thought he had a cold. He was sniffing a lot. Um, yeah. no, no, Diesel no allergies. Yeah, i prior allergies. in May. Yeah, that's a cold season. Um, yeah. <laughs> You're killing
2: me, man. <laughs> so yeah, so
1: it was super fly. But there's uh, there's so far they've been great. The brawl for all one which we talked about was great. Uh, the Benoit one was emotionally. Wow. Uh wow. You know, no wonder he's the crippler because I crippled me emotionally. I was in tears. Uh, I've never really thought about the leftovers. I don't know if yeah. that's, that's what we call them, but I've never thought about, you know, his other son that looks exactly like him. And, and wrestles
0: with the Benoit name as well, too, you know. Like, crazy,
1: crazy. It's not and, his
0: fault, but the way that the, the family was shunned and everything. Like, you, you, it's true. You, you look at it. Just, I think that's kind of like the view from 10,000 feet versus the view from, you know, 100 feet, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, probably. And, uh, you know, so that storyline of them, of them and them getting back together and they have – you know, it was really emotional, and uh, and they're like, you know, they're promising that the the final, the finale, is going to be even more emotional, and wow. it's Owen Hart, and I know uh, that Martha is involved in it, and I if you ever read her book, um, mm-hmm. it, it, it's a tearjerker. So yeah, um,
0: she, she hasn't she hasn't said a lot of stuff uh, publicly. So uh, I, I mean, I think. Just so when you get your mind wrapped around one episode, they come back with the next one, and uh, and I found the first the first season there was a lot of like dark stuff. Like the the Kerry Von eric and the Von eric one uh, episode was was really like uh, incredible. I, I've never I'd never seen them wrestle in person, but I remember buying you know Pro Wrestling Illustrated and Wrestling Observer and 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 just reading the the, the matches and finding out like the day yeah. he beat uh, rick Flair and like that. And so you, you get past that, and I've been able to watch pretty much every single episode at least two or three times. Oh yeah. Um, there's one episode that I've watched, season two, that I don't think I need to watch again, and that was the mass transit New Jack uh, story. That, that was some fucked-up shit. That is, like, that is a fucked-up dude, man. Like, that, that is some fucking crazy shit. And I don't swear a lot on like, when there's a microphone in front of me. But that's <laughs> the only way I can describe what, what I was watching. It, it's like, like this, th- there are crazy people in the world. Yeah. There are crazy people in every industry. There are a lot of crazy people in in wrestling, but then there are legitimate crazy people, and th- like it's not well. That guy's not wired up well.
1: No, he's he's insane. He's insane. Like he is absolutely insane. He's four justifiable homicides. Like he's killed four people. Like and he tried to kill that kid in the middle. Like the way he slices him open and it shows it. You're like Jesus. Uh, I, I, I- and then you hear the father screaming, he's or maybe he was singing Winger, but he was like screaming, he's only seventeen, oh, and yeah, he, Jesus Christ. yeah and and, uh, and you know, and he was uh, yeah. as as New Jack was cutting him up, and and I liked, like all because he felt like oh this kid disrespected me by asking if he could get put through a table, you know, yeah, or yeah. something like that, if he could do a spot like. It's just insane, and, and, and you know, like, it, sadly enough, Paul Heyman doesn't come out looking bad in that story, and he should, because...
0: Oh, absolutely. He was like, he there would be no way that that kid would have been in the ring if Paulie hadn't given him the thumbs
1: up. Where's the, does he have ID to show? Like, did he come in with a fake ID and his dad's permission? Like, what, uh, I don't understand how they let that kid get in the ring, and he couldn't, like... Oh, backyard wrestlers! <laughs> uh,
0: it was it. It was just it. Was, oh, man, it, like just because you see something doesn't mean that you should be doing something. And uh, I, I mean, like I know there's an hierarchy when it comes to these types of things. If you're the new guy, you know you you, you want to you let the you let the veteran kind of dictate the match. Um, yeah. This this was this was like unlike anything I'd ever seen. And and I remember I like, I follow Dark Side of the Ring on Instagram, and they were asking, and this is kind of like weird, funny, but. Um, because I had to double check and make sure it was really him, but New Jack commented and liked one of my posts because they said, What's your favorite New Jack match? And 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 why? And I'm thinking, okay, you know, there's the Vic Grimes one, you know, like I I, I always got a, I got a kick out of the fact when New Jack would take the guitar out mm-hmm. and then he'd pretend to be playing it while he was walking in the ring. Like that always got a big pop, and then he'd smash the guy over the head. That was before I knew how crazy the guy really was. So I said, um, Mass transit because New Jack never broke kayfabe.
1: Yeah,
0: and he fucking liked it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you are damn right he liked it because it just it justifies what he did. You know,
0: I I mean, he he never broke. Like he he was exactly what he said he was going to be. That that's exactly who he is. And I know for some people, well, that's like, well, that's a nice breath, uh, fresh air. But when you have access to. Like literally, like I mean, there was that. There was the gypsy. uh, Was gypsy Joe?
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like I mean, these these are these are like at some point. Where do the promoters say this is not right? Like, Scott Hall came through the uh, uh, through the the the, you know at the 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 veterans uh, you know Legion uh, in upstate New York and he was completely fucked up. When like where do you where does the responsibility lie? Because. You, you you get people ramped up for all that kind of thing. They get addicted to the fame, they get addicted to the, to the to the adrenaline rush from the crowd and everything like that. The crowd is bloodthirsty. But even at some point, even the more hardcore ECW fans had to say that 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 was just that that's and the fact that he didn't go to jail for it, I'm I'm just wow. Like I don't never I never have to watch that episode again.
1: No, and uh, you know, that's, it was one and done. Like, uh, I sent it to my buddy who loves serial murders, and he's like, it's the first time he has ever sent back, that's fucked. This is yep. fucked. And he's like, how is that guy not in jail? Yep. And it, I'm it, like, because they yeah. talked about it before the match. <laughs> and it was all okayed. So, you know, yeah, it was all, it was like, hey, it's, it's, it's not real. It's wrestling. It's fake. Yeah. So, yeah. you know. That,
0: that, that pisses me off so much, man. It's like, okay, yeah. Maybe the as far as the winners and the losers are, are concerned, that that might be you know predetermined. Yeah. But it's like anybody that's ever said that go in and 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 try to survive five minutes with a guy like Fit Finley,
1: or just or just yep. or just realize that everything you watch and everything you listen to is not real. <laughs> like, yeah. the, oh Avengers not real. the Avengers are not real. The Avengers are not real. Spider Man is not real.
0: It's not so real. Really? Oh, okay. Like, we won't even watch wrestling for 30, 40 years, and we never fucking figured it out. Like, go no, thank you. Okay, great. Thanks. You're, you're good. Okay. Now get back to watching your videos on, on how the new world order uh, non-wrestling is taking things over. So.
1: I think it's good to get kids into wrestling early because that way, once they realize that wrestling is not real, like when you're a kid, you, you watch wrestling, and then at some point you figure out it's not real despite yeah. people will tell you that's what people do all the time they're like you know it's fake they'll tell kids that all the time nobody does that with santa nobody goes up to a kid oh you like santa claus you know he's fake
0: right. we, wh- we why ruin it, it for the easter buddy we made it illegal for the easter buddy to come out on on the weekend you know like i mean like <laughs> come on <laughs> everybody's getting a free reign here, i you know. know
1: that's why all those eggs hit my house he was yeah. t- social distancing <laughs> I like well, I
0: better get rid of them now. <laughs> I thought it was a kid,
1: and it turned out it was Easter Bunny throwing chocolate eggs at my window. He was just trying to get you him inside. You do see,
0: though, um, some of the younger wrestlers that that get it and understand it, and you see you see them progress. You know, like I mean, NXT is is filled with those types of people. But um, as far as uh, AEW goes, uh, the, the one guy that kind of encapsulates that whole getting it, understanding it, yeah, realizing what it's all about. I got to say, Darby Allen.
1: Yeah, he's Every like the time new I Jeff see Hardy that
0: guy. He, he he gets it, man. He gets it. This guy, like, and he's what,
1: twenty three? Yeah, he gets it. There's a lot of guys yeah. in there. Yeah. Uh What uh uh what's his name? MJ MJK MJ. MJF? Oh yeah, yeah,
0: Maxwell J. Friedman. Yeah, uh, he's uh, one of the best heels in, in the business right now. Not only he's, that, absolutely. and not
1: only that, the the AEW they will go to Ottawa eventually because they have like this, the, like the the, the 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 fucking Evil Uno is from Ottawa. They're Ottawa yeah, wrestlers. Yeah,
2: yeah. No, yeah.
1: yeah, and 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 uh, and, and, uh, and his partner, like the, when they first debuted at All In, many before it was the AEW, when they first were in All In, uh, they debuted and everybody was like, "Who the Who are these people?" And I'm like, "It's the fucking Super Smash Brothers." I was so excited because <laughs> I knew who Seth Grayson and Evil Uno was, and not only that, he's lost a fucking ton of weight since yeah, he's he was debuted. real, a real plump before. Man. Real plump, and the fact that he could work the way he worked at that size was incredible, and now he's down, and he's healthier, and he looks better. Uh, kudos to him. Uh, they did an angle. They brought Cody to Ottawa not too long ago, maybe a, a year ago, and MJF yeah, was St. on card. the card.
0: St. Anthony's um, um, uh, Community Center, I believe, on, um, on Preston. Preston. Yeah,
1: Little Italy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. C4 runs their cards there, and they, mm-hmm. they're all affiliated with C4 as well, uh, so... So AEW is. So, I mean, like, when they come to Ottawa, it's going to be a big deal because it's going to be a homecoming for a tag team, and, uh, you know, and and, and it's just going to be great. Ottawa, wrestling in Ottawa, uh, C4 is a great promotion. And, like, if you don't know what you're getting now and you're in Ottawa and you haven't been to a C4 card, you need to go because the stars of tomorrow is what you're seeing today. I know that's the way,
0: you know. I love that.
1: Because I'm going to tell you right now, listen to the names that we're talking about that have that have been there. And like Kevin Steen and El Generico had a feud yep. forever. They they wrestled like Kevin Steen, Kevin Owens has wrestled so many times in Ottawa, you would not believe it. You would well, not believe too, it,
0: right? Because like he lived on, like what the, the south shore of Montreal.
1: Yeah, he would drive in Ottawa, and just drive yep. back to, you know, like a lot of Montreal guys work. They all work the same the same circuit. They Montreal, uh, the Gananoque area. There's usually a card, uh, Ottawa, and then down into Toronto, and uh, <laughs> you know, and then and then back, and uh, and you know, the wrestlers they have that we have up here are quality and uh and and they're great so get out there when all this is over and support your comedy clubs and support your wrestling that's all oh, man said.
0: and uh, if I can be a little uh, selfish as well support uh, live uh, music venues as well too because uh, a lot of the stuff that we do is tied into concerts obviously yeah and uh it, it's it's the the cupboard is bare right now for everyone right but i I have a feeling that whatever shows happen once we get all the green light once this Hopefully gets passed and we're able to get back to some form of normality, whether it's the, the old normal, that's gone. But the new normal, um, those those first individual shows, matches, concerts, uh, comedy sets, they're going to be fucking awesome. Like, honestly. Oh, like, yeah. We're we're living in a, in a day right now where they say, like, the the, the greatest amount of strife um, gives birth to the the, the the greatest art. And we're going to see like an explosion uh, of creativity because people are going to be like penned up for so long and they just they just want something right you've got to be careful with what 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 people want and what you can deliver because you mentioned ottawa you mentioned wrestling in ottawa and the civic center um great north wrestling had a card there during uh the uh, the last one of the last um super x's in ottawa okay and 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 i know i know uh hannibal quite well uh Devin nicholson and um and he asked me if i could uh, come down and do the uh the intro for brett hitman heart yeah. Rhett was coming in. There was a big, big bill. AJ Styles was there. I met AJ Styles backstage. Uh, backstage. Great guy. Really nice guy. Uh, you know, it was Abdullah the Butcher versus Hannibal. Uh, there was
2: <laughs> Crazy. a
0: mausoleum of a press conference where I was nearly attacked by a tiger. And, and then they, they started stabbing each other. And, and like, the, all these 85 like, year old board members are freaking out. I <laughs> wonder what the hell's going on. So this this is the day before day of the the the, the card. Yeah. Um. You know we're, we're waiting there. There's some crazy weather going on. All right. Two minutes before I'm about to walk through the the, <laughs> the curtains to introduce Bret Hart, like one of the biggest thrills of my my entire career. Yeah. And Devin looks over at me and says, um, "Bret's flight was canceled from Chicago. Uh, you're gonna have to tell everybody." And he pushes me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> out from behind and i'm like you're literally like my friend standing there and, and he's like the look on your face is like what the fuck like i'm looking right back at him like what so i go into the ring and and like in my line of work there's going to be people that like you and people that don't like you okay yeah and if, and if there's any form of alcohol involved you know what it's like uh, you, you're like whenever we host a show we're told get on there say who you are say what you got to do don't wait for the crowd to react to you okay yeah <laughs> and oh man I said, I have some unfortunate news, and it just, I, like, you, you think that I ruined Christmas for, for you know, 8,000 people in the arena. Uh, I, I mean, like, I was just, like, deflated, deflated. And then I nearly got hit by a pot of coffee by Abdullah the Butcher. so fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> got too close to the ring during the match. <laughs> so, yeah, man, like, I've, I've had some great moments in wrestling, and I've had some moments that I could do without it. Honestly. That was probably just the worst because you're out, you're just taking it right. You're just taking it, and yeah. it's, it's completely out of your control. And it's but at the same time, the mark in me, the smart mark, is just like oh, just eating it up, just eating it up. And then you're trying to channel your inner, you know, Paul Lee or your inner, you know, I'm a big fan of uh, Brian uh, uh, Brian Pillman. Yeah. And and the way that he you know like the loose cannon shtick. I like all that kind of stuff. But it, it's like you realize then you're like, no no, they're not here for you. You're not the wrestler. Get the fuck out of the ring, you know.
1: <laughs> it's great. It's awesome. Uh, that's pretty much it. We've already done. it. We're coming up to an hour right now. Nice and wow. easy. Yeah, we,
0: we could do two or three for. Oh well, Boom. you know,
1: you'll be you'll be back next time in in Ottawa. I'm probably maybe we'll sit down and do this together. So
0: absolutely, I'll have you in at the station, man. Well, you can be my co-host for the afternoon because I need someone to babysit me.
1: That'll be great. And, uh, okay. and if you run into a Jameson bridle, tell him I said hello.
0: Absolutely, man. I will, as long as he's uh, six feet away from me.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude, six <laughs> feet away.
0: <laughs> Thanks for having me on, man. It's a lot of fun. I, I, I don't get the opportunity to talk about uh, uh, one of my favorite subjects, which is wrestling without people looking at me like I'm, like I'm crazy. But, yeah, I know mm, I'm crazy. No problem.
1: <laughs> Where can uh, people find you if they want to find you online or whatever? Just plug whatever you uh, want.
0: I'm at at Cub Carson on Twitter, at Cub Carson on Instagram. Uh, Unfortunately, I'm that guy that's reached the limit on Facebook uh, for personal and professional reasons. Uh, But also, uh, yeah, SoundCloud as well. i got a bunch of stuff up on SoundCloud. And uh, Mondays to Fridays, 3 p.m. till 9 p.m. on Rebel 1017, uh, rebel1017.com.
1: Awesome. Thanks for joining us on the show today, Cub. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. All the best, man. Stay safe. safe. And
0: uh, wash your fucking hands.
1: (laughs) We'll talk to you later.
0: (laughs) Thanks, man. All right. Bye now.